Thanks for joining us here at Faith Assembly for our weekly podcast. We're so excited you're tuning in this week. To learn more about our church, you can visit us online at myfaithassembly.org. Join us live or connect with us on Facebook. Give God some praise in the house. Amen. Amen. Praise God for you all. Amen. I, I, I'm just, I'm just, excuse me, I'm just in awe of, of uh, Mike Holt. Amen. That the word, see, I, I want more of God. I'm about, I don't know about anybody else, but I want more of God. It doesn't matter how long that you've been saved. I still want more. Amen. Because he gets more to give. Amen. And that's why I want more. Amen. Praise God. It, it, it's just fantastic. It, uh, the word that we got. Amen. I'm, you know, I got notes. I, I got so many notes, I had to go off the page. Amen. To write, to write these notes down. Amen. That, that, all the good stuff that he gave us. It, it, was, it was fantastic. But I, first of all, I, I, I want to uh, thank God and amen and, and, and Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I thank the Holy Ghost. But I thank this pastor. Amen. Uh, pastor Jason. Amen. Who's a real good friend of mine. I thank him for inviting me. I, I don't take this lightly that that someone will invite you to come in and and to teach, you know, to teach his people, Amen. So I so I don't I don't I don't take that lightly, Amen. And uh, it's just good to be here. I, I know and I feel safe because I have the mayor and the chief of police here, so so I I, I feel real safe, Amen. I, I'm not worried about anything right now. So any bullies here, go see my man over here, Amen, <laughs> Amen. Praise God, Amen. But but we just want to uh, talk about uh, how to develop. Uh, evangelistic lifestyle. That's what we want to talk about. Now, I guess we can ask you. You can, if you want to stop me, ask the question. You can. Am I right? Uh, you can, and uh, you can take some notes. I don't know uh, if, if your page is long enough to get the notes, but that's all right. Yeah, this. <laughs> but but um, let's pray. Father, we come in Jesus' name, and we we just thank you, God, for this class, God, that we can come and to learn and to be better. Because I believe, God, that all of us want to be better. And the only way we can be better is to be taught. So I thank you, God, that, that the vision, Aaron, of this house have set up classes to be taught. Because, God, we need taught. Amen. So I thank you today for this time. I thank you for uh, your presence in Jesus' name. Come on and say amen. Amen. Develop to, how to develop an evangelistic lifestyle. Uh, all of us uh, need to develop this. And I know a lot of people that they, 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 when it comes to evangelism, a lot of them think it's just the pastor. But it's not just the pastor who's supposed to evangelize. Uh, the sheep are. Amen. How many know that we are the sheep? You are the sheep. So the sheep need to develop how to have an evangelistic lifestyle. It's the sheep. Okay. So we need, we need to develop. When I looked at the word develop, develop means to grow. Or to cause to grow and become mature, advanced, and also elaborate. So when we look at when we look at the definition of, 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 of lifestyle uh, of the, the develop, uh, when I look at this, a lot of us have been in church a long time. Been in church a long time. Some maybe not, but some been in church a long time. I know I know a lot of you in here, so I know you've been in church a long time. Amen. But, but I want to tell you, there's a maturity factor that we need to have. Because 
just because we've been in the church a long time does not mean that we're mature enough to live this lifestyle that we're talking about. You know, because, because maybe we haven't gravitated to it. <clears throat> maybe we haven't thought about it. But I believe that we have immature uh, people in our churches that need to learn more. And, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. I just want to throw that out there. But we have immature people that need to be mature and need to be advanced. Like we say, we want, we want more of God. I want more of God. We need to be advanced in the lifestyle that God wants us to live. And that's the evangelistic lifestyle. We, we need to be advanced. We need to know what we're doing. We have a lot of people around us, around our homes, on our jobs that need to be witnessed to. Amen. Come on now. But if we don't know how to do it, we're, we're not, we're not going uh, to fail in how God uh, uh, has commissioned us. He has commissioned us to go out and win souls and make disciples. Okay, but if we don't know how to do it, what we do, we lean on the pastors, and we expect the pastor to witness to everybody when he don't even know your neighbors, but you know your neighbors. Isn't that, isn't that something? The, the, the thing is, there's sometimes in church, we don't even know the name of the person we sit by. We don't even know that. So, so if we don't even know the person's name that we sit by, I, I want to really know, do, do we really know our neighbor's name? Come on, do we know our neighbor's name? Because we'll come and we'll sit down, and we won't even, we won't even look at them. We just, but we should, we should greet one another. We should greet one another. That's how we learn how to evangelize, because we greet somebody right in church. So now I can go to my neighborhood and, 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 and witness to them if we have that lifestyle. But many of the church members do not walk in the lifestyle of evangelism. And that's why we're here today, to try to develop. And then it said lifestyle is a way of life. That should be our way of life, that we should, we, uh, should be a way of life, that we should want to witness to somebody, that we should want to evangelize our town. You know, we're, 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 ha we're, we're doing evangelism. We're having a prayer walk on next Saturday from 9 to 11. We're doing that. There's other things that you can do, but we should want to win our city and win our county because we love fair. So, so no, should we want to win our town? We want to live, we want to, we want to have folk get saved in Fayette County, okay? And then spread abroad, amen. So, so we need to know that the division, does, does evangelism, I want to ask you, does evangelism fit in your lifestyle? Does it, does it, does, does evangelism fit in your lifestyle? I mean, that's the question. See, Time, time uh, a magazine, uh, has sections in it. And in the section of Time Magazine, there's economics, uh, there's the world, there's sports, there's education, and there's religion. Nothing exactly ties in with one another. They're all, it's all different. The only thing that, that really ties in is the pages and the staples that hold the pages together. That's the only thing that, that ties in. A Christian's life can be just like that consisting of different sections to put things uh, into with little integration between the sections. In other words, there's little integrations between each section. But it's up to us. See, a lot of us won't concentrate on the, the, uh, the other parts. We just, uh, like, 
uh, take apart this look at the religion part of Time Magazine. But we don't look at the things uh, outside of the magazine. We can be like that because we can come to church. What I'm trying to tell you, we can come to church, but we don't worry about anything outside of church. All we care about is church. Come on, but how many know that if you're if you're on the road, someone has a flat tire, but you're, come on, and, and Mike Holt talked about being late, you know, for service. But if someone has a flat tire, you say, I got to get to church. Huh, I can't help this person. I can't help this woman on the side of the road. I got to get to church. Well, you just missed your opportunity to show them the church. Come on, you missed your opportunity because you should have stopped and asked them, did, did they need a hand? Huh? Do, do, you, do you know how to change the tire? Sure, you might not know how to change the tire too, but you can call somebody, right? <laughs> All right? So, but, but that's church. That's, that's what we do. That's, that's another part. See, we, again, we worry about church. We worry about where we're at instead of worrying about where other people are or where they need to get to. That's evangelistic lifestyle. See, we need to put it together. Amen? Come on. See, unless it fits into the religion pages of a Christian life, it is not appropriate. Come on, because we've been, we've been raised a certain way, and we feel, oh, that's not appropriate to do that. And we'll get into that a little bit uh, long, uh, later. Evangelism becomes something done at a particular time, huh? But not at a time set aside for something else. In other words, when we get there, it, 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 we have to do it at a certain time. The pastor didn't call for it, so it's not time to evangelize. Come on, we're going to a prayer walk on October the 22nd. That's the only time I'm going to evangelize. That's not evangelism lifestyle. Because I do it because the pastor says at this time we're going to do it. This should be a lifestyle. We should be witnessing everywhere we go. I'm telling you, I witness in Walmart. Come on, I went to Walmart. Someone said, I need, to, I need to pray. I don't take them. I don't say, well, I wait till Sunday. I pray for them right in the middle of Walmart in an aisle. I pray for them right there. And I see the clerks going like this. They're going like this. Because sometimes we can have church right in Walmart. Oh, come on now. Come on. We have church right in Walmart. Pretty soon, man, another person come that I know. They'll come over into prayer. This one will come over into prayer. This one will come into prayer. And pretty soon, we got four or five folk praying for one person in the middle of Walmart. The customers are looking. The clerks are looking around the corner. Amen. But I'm glorifying God. Amen. Come on. Because somebody might catch on that there is a God somewhere and a God that you need to serve. Come on, so, so we need, it, this should be a lifestyle. I, I, walk, I walk across the street, there's a buyer's market across the street from me. There's a, uh, there's a, uh, a Dollar General across the street, and I just walk over in there. You know, I might not even want to buy nothing. But guess what? I'll walk over just to see if, if I can witness to somebody. Come on, I'll walk there, I'll go down there, hey, how you doing? You go to church anywhere? No, I say, I invite you to my church. Come on, you go to church anywhere? I just moved in town. I said, well, our church is open. And not only do I do that, I said, my church might not be the church that you like, but there's faith assembly, there's abundant life. Come on now. I send them somewhere where they're going to be comfortable. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. Come on now. As long as they get saved, I don't care what church we go to, you go to, because we are kingdom people. Come on. You might be faith assembly. I might be Mount Olivet, but we're still in the kingdom. As long as we go and, and seek disciples for the kingdom, it doesn't matter what church they go to. As long as we win them for Christ. That's evangelism. Come on. 
See, we, we try. We try to turn it on and off like a light bulb. Come on, come on, come on. We, we turn on and off like a light bulb. One, one, one day I want to do it, next day I don't want to do it. Come on, we, we don't turn this thing on. The, the, the on button should stay on. Come on, we shouldn't want to turn anything off. We should keep it on. Jesus says, what's this? You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. And because you're the light of the world, if people don't see nothing else, they're going to see the light of God in you. They're going to see the light of God in you. Amen. Amen. Are you the light of the world? The answer we give is yes. And if when I decide to be, no. Not when I decide to be, I am the light. Come on, I am the light. You are the light. Amen. Yes. And if I, when I decide to be, if I be the soul of the earth just on Sunday morning, come on, if I just be the soul of the earth in Bible study, come on, if I can just be the soul of the earth, amen, no, no, that, that is nonsense, amen. Evangelism, if it is to be biblical, must be a lifestyle. It's biblical, so it's got to be a lifestyle. We all got to have a lifestyle. In 2 Corinthians 4, 6, 2 Corinthians 4, 6, Paul defines evangelism. In short, evangelism is an honest, is an honest, open statement of the truth that Jesus is Lord. Hmm? Given in the power of God to please him, controlled by the love of Christ to persuade people through love to be reconciled to God. Amen. And, and, and I love it. I, I love his verse because it's honest. Come on. It's the truth. Amen. Come on. Given in the power of God to please who? To please him. Whatever I do, I do it to please God. Whatever we do, we do it to please God. It's not about us. And, and I'll, I'll say it, it's not about us. I want to please God. My bottom line, I want to please God. In all that I do and all that I say, I want to please God. That should be our lifestyle. That, that's what we should say. I, I, bottom line, I want to please God. God, amen. And if going out witnessing someone pleases him, I'm going to do it every chance I get. Because why? It pleases God. Amen. Come on now. Controlled by the love of Christ to persuade people through love to be reconciled to God. Everything we do should be based on love. And we'll get into that a little bit more too. Amen. As we break this thing down, we should do it because we love God. Huh? And I do it because he loves me. Because guess what? It took somebody to witness to me down on the riverbank, come on, didn't know Christ, but someone witnessed to me down on the riverbank. I was going to church, but I wasn't saved. But someone witnessed to me on the riverbank about Jesus Christ. I got saved on the riverbank. Come on, by some employees that I work with, got saved, come on, on the riverbank, Amen. And I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear the word of God until I got saved. I went to church but didn't hear. But when I got saved, when I went to church, I heard God. And I, and I understood every word that was preached. God advanced me. God matured me uh, overnight when I got saved. So I'm telling you, amen, it's worth it. Amen. It's worth it to evangelize and have that lifestyle to evangelize. Amen. You know, it's, it's good. The word evangelism means to proclaim the gospel 
or spread the good news. So we, so we, need, we need to proclaim the gospel, and we need to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. But I want to tell you one thing. I want to go by the four things that evangelism is not, and then we'll talk about some things that it is. Evangelism is not, first of all, evangelism is not a positive response. It's not, you're not going to get a positive response all the time. So we, we need to know that. The, sense, the essence of the role in evangelism is not to make converts. Can you hear that? It's not to make converts because you can't save nobody. Come on now. You can't save nobody. God does the saving. So when we get up here and, 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 and we're talking about, you know, uh, I, it didn't work, it didn't work, that's not your problem. That's God's problem. Amen. Come on, that's God's problem. So, so it's not our job to make con. That's God's work. Our job is to faithfully proclaim the message. Faithfully proclaim the message. That's what our job is. Faithfully claim the message. God's job is to do the convicting and the regeneration. You know how, you know how we do sometimes? We, 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 we want to convict them. You can't do it. You know, you, you ever, I always tell people, the family is the worst. How many know that? I put one for me, one for you. The family is the worst to witness to. You know why? Because they know you. Come on, they know you. They know what you used to do. And now because they know what you used to do, they're not going to believe you. Okay? So, so, so what it is, I can just give them the word, let God convict them. Come on now, we, 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 can't, we, can't, we can't worry about if they tell you, I don't want to hear it no more. All we do is proclaim the message. Because I know a lot of times when people tell you, I don't want to hear it no more, we don't, we don't tell them anything anymore. Huh? But no, no, we need to just proclaim the message and let God do the convicting. Okay? Because God knows what he's doing. Come on. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God knows what he's doing. God, God, God. He knows what he's doing. Come on. He regenerates. Amen. And, and I, like, I like what uh, Mike Holt said, you know, about, about to bring those spiritually dead into a new life. That's what he does. Those that are spiritually dead, he, bring, he convicts them to come into a new life. Christians are to spread God's commandment to repent. And to warn of the judgment and to tell of God's salvation through Jesus Christ's death and also the resurrection. Amen. That brings us back from being dead to life. Amen. That's what he does. That's what he does. So now that's all we're supposed to do is proclaim. Now, when evangelizing, we should expect different responses. We should expect it. Okay. Come on. It cannot be said that Paul was not evangelizing because some mocked him or because some did not believe. He was still evangelizing. Just because they mocked him, that's all right. That's all right. Because they're going to mock you because there's a whole lot of folk that's going to mock you because they, they don't believe. But you still have to proclaim the gospel. Okay? You still, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lifestyle. If people laugh at us and say, you're really weird. Come on, you're really weird. That's all right. I know I'm weird. Come on, I'm cuckoo for Jesus. Come on, I'm cuckoo for Jesus. Amen. Come on now. I'm cuckoo. I say, I'm weird. I am weird because I've been changed. I'm no longer the same again uh, like I used to be. Come on. So, so you can say I'm weird. We do not say that therefore we have not evangelized. We yes. It doesn't matter. I like it when they come against me. I, I like it. They're listening. They're listening. 
So, so, so we continue to, to, to say, hey, I'm weird. That's no, all right. It may be fair to ask whether our evangelism is biblical or if we see the fruit. That's what happens to us. We say, listen, uh, 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 I don't see. No one got saved. That's not our job. Our job is the water. God sends the increase. Come on now. God sends the increase. I, I talked to a guy, and he, he was a pastor. We were just talking about him uh, in, in the office. I was, I was under a, a temp revival, and this guy said, you know what? I worked with Vince, and they told me not to go down on the river because they're going to baptize you. That's what they say at work. Don't go down on that river. They'll baptize you down there. That was a joke. Don't go down there. I worked at Hillman Bart. He said, don't go down there. He said, they'll baptize you down there. You know, and he said, I, I looked at him, but he said, Vince always had a smile on his face. Now, this guy's preaching now. Come on, under a tent. He said, Vince always has a smile on his face. And I was wondering, why is he smiling all the time? Come on, why is he smiling? And then they were talking about Christ down the road. This has been maybe four years down the road. He accepted Jesus Christ. Come on, by something that we said on the river four years before that time, he accepted Jesus Christ, become a preacher, got saved, become a preacher, and pastored a church. Come on, by something that he heard down on the riverbank. Come on, I wish, come on, come on, down on the riverbank. I'm trying to get my preaching mode now. But down on the riverbank, come on now, he, he got saved and he said, listen, I was wondering why he was smiling. Now I know because now I have Jesus in my life. So listen, he didn't get saved, come on now, right then. But because he heard something down on the river four years ago, he, he remembered, amen, why Vince had a smile on his face. Why? Because Jesus Christ put a smile on my face. Come on, I'm here to tell you, it's not easy all the time, but I can smile because I know that Jesus is going to take care of every need that I might have. So all of us can smile, and that's what we should be sharing. I'm not worried about if you accept Jesus now. I'm just going to proclaim the word. Just going to proclaim the word. That's what it's going to be. So I'm not worried about if someone don't give, uh, accept the Lord right on the spot. Come on now. I'm looking for converts. I'm looking for someone down the road who might get saved because I might say something. Pastor Jason might run into them. Pastor Crable might run into them. Uh, Sister Elaine might run into them and just keep watering it. They might not get saved today or tomorrow or next year. I just pray they get saved before Jesus come back. Amen. Come on now. He's on his way. How many knows that? He's on his way. That's why we should have a lifestyle because Jesus is on his way back, believe it or not. Amen. Second, evangelism is not deceitful. It's not deceitful. Uh, Paul says in 1 Thessalonians, amen, 2, 3, our appeal does not spring from air or uncleanliness, nor is it made of God. And he also says, we have renounced, come on, he says, we have renounced We have renounced the disgraceful, underhanded ways we refuse to practice cunning. That's in 2 Corinthians 4.2. I wonder how many Christians, myself included, are guilty of inviting non-Christian friends to a Christian meeting where the gospel is going to be preached. But conveniently forget to tell them that. Come on, we, we, we're, not, we're not telling them that, that, that we're having a, we're having a, a Holy Ghost-filled service. 
Amen. We're not going to tell them. We just invite them. Then once they're there, we, 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 uh, 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 and a captive audience, the gospel is dumped on them. How many know we should tell them before they get here, hey, you're going into a Holy Ghost filled place. Come on, and God, God's going to do something in that place. Come on, we, we, we don't want to be deceitful. We want to be honest with people, amen. That's how we receive Christ. Somebody was honest with us. Come on now. Are we guilty of tricking people by, by, by sponsoring a lecture and giving it such a vague name that nobody's going to figure it out that it's, a, it's, it's Christian until we have been sucked into it? Or do we approach people under some other pretense when our real intention is to confront them with a holy God who loves them? Okay? God doesn't need little tricks. Come on. He don't need little tricks. Amen? Come on. He doesn't need anyone to lure people and then grab them when they can't get away. He don't need that. Come on. He don't need that. Come on. God works in people's hearts. Come on now. I'm going to bring you here, amen, and and tell you what's going on and let God work on your heart. That's the only way it's going to happen. God knows how to work on the heart of man. God judges the heart. He works on the heart. And that's what we see. We see, when we are honest, when we are open, God will draw people to himself. When we're on, he'll draw, he does the drawing. He'll draw them to himself when we're on it. He'll touch their hearts. Amen. And you know what? I, and, and you know what? I, don't, I, I always tell people in my church, I don't give up on anybody. I don't care what they're doing. I don't care. Come on now. I don't care. I'm going to be honest with them. I'm going to let God draw their heart. Amen. Uh, touch their hearts. I'm just going to be honest. Amen. But I'm not going to give up on people. And I tell people all the time, don't give up on them. Don't give up on you. Don't talk negative to your, to your children. Come on. Come on. Because I don't care how bad my boy or girl might be, my boy's still king. Come on, my daughter's a queen. Come on now. Come on. They're, they're, hey, come on. I, don't, I don't talk negative to them. God, touch the heart. Come on. That's, that's a lifestyle. Touch the heart. Amen. Come on. They might be doing some bad things right now, but they're still a king and a queen. Touch the hearts, God. Third, evangelism is not distorted. Okay. We need to share the whole truth. Do we tamper with God's word? I like this. To make it more attractive. Come on now. That's why we got all different kinds of religions going on. Because we're trying to make it more attractive, more platable. Amen. Leaving out little things. This is turning and forsaking sin. Come on. We don't hear sin no more in the church. No, in the church. No, no. No, people don't want to hear about sin in the church. Amen. But the Bible says the ways of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So there is sin. We do sin. Amen. Come on now. We do sin. So, so we leave that out and repentance. We don't talk about repentance anymore. Okay. We need to repent. Oh, yeah. I, you repented when you got saved. But guess what? We still mess up. Anybody? Come on. I, I still make mistakes. Amen. I'm not, you, I, let me say, I'm not perfect and you're not perfect. So there's times we have to repent. Okay, sometimes on a daily basis. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the men and the women that have been married a long time. I, I'm not talking about you, Gurky. You're all right. I mean, but. <laughs> I mean, amen. But, but, but I know Kathy straightens you out, so that's all right. Amen. But, 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 but what, it was, what we're saying is we are not perfect, so we know, amen, that sin needs to be preached in the church. And we need to tell other folk about sin. 
Amen? Individuals need to repent. We soft sell or perhaps don't even mention that Jesus is Lord and that he demands to be followed as master and Lord and king. He needs to be followed. That's, that's what we should do. We're not going to sell, uh, uh, sell this thing. To tell people that becoming a Christian means all your troubles will evaporate is a lie. Come on, ain't this all? Come on, when we tell, oh, no, you come, you come to Jesus, all your problems are solved. Can I tell you, that's when they start. That's when they start because that's when the devil said, well, I'm going to check you out. That's when they start. We got to be truthful. All your problems will not be solved. Okay, come on now. Come on. I, I, I heard a girl who believed that in order to present a clear picture of being a Christian, that she had to live a perfect uh, uh, life. Sparkling life before her roommate. She did it. She never let her roommate know that she had any problems or was struggling with anything. She looked and said, I'm perfect. They looked at it as perfect, but she was still going through some things. Her roommate eventually became a Christian. Two weeks later, committed suicide. Two weeks later, committed suicide. She couldn't manage it. Amen. Her life still had problems which did not evaporate during conversion. They didn't evaporate. So what happened is she really told her a lie because we all got problems. Come on now. We all, the, my problems didn't dissipate because I accepted Christ, but now I have someone I can call on. Amen? To get relief. So we, we have to look at that. Okay? Uh, uh, fourth, evangelism is not optional. It's not optional. Okay? It is not for some spiritual elite. Okay? True, God has selected certain people in the church and have given them gifts in evangelism. Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples uh, in all nations, teaching them to deserve all that I have commanded you in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. One of his commands is to go and make disciples, so that applies to all Christians. Again, I said that's all of us. It applies to all of us. That should be our lifestyle. Failure to tell people is not just being lazy. It is being disobedient to Jesus' commands. Come on. We, and Mike Holt talked about being disobedient. Sometimes we can be lazy. Come on. We, we, we come to church. Well, I, I don't know about y'all. You know, you have three services. I go, right? You have three here. We have two. We have two services. First one's uh, Pastor Crable, about an hour. About an hour, man. About an hour. The second one's about two hours, you know, uh, about two hours. That's why a lot of folk come to 8 o'clock because they just want to be, they, they just want to be there an hour, amen. But, uh, but the second service, two hours, okay. So, so when, after that one hour, two hours, we feel it's over with. That's where it just begins. That's where you learn how to go out. That's when you hear the word of God and share that word that Pastor Jason might have preached, amen, to touch your soul. Now I want everybody to know what Pastor Jason told me. Amen. I want everyone to know it. I share it with everybody. Come on. When I get a word, I tell everybody about the word that I heard. Amen. And, and let them know. Come and hear and feel uh, what I heard and felt. And, and, and I want to tell you something. I know, I know, I, you know we, we're not on Facebook, so I'm not going to talk about the Facebook folks. I'm telling you, you'll never feel 
what you felt if you're on Facebook. You're only going to feel it when you come to church. I, I thought I'd throw it out there for extra. That's not in my notes. Amen. Like Michael, that's not in my notes. I'm throwing it out there extra. It's not like being in the service. Like today, we was in that service. I'm glad I was here. Come on, I'm glad, I'm glad I was here to feel what I felt. Can I get a witness in here? I'm glad I was here to feel that. Amen. There's nothing like feeling. Now I'm going to share that with my church on tomorrow. Amen. Come on now. Amen. Because the power of the Holy Ghost is working. Also, it's going to even get better and better and gooder and gooder. Amen. We're going to say yum, yum, yum because I'll tell you, it's going to be good to eat. Amen. Man, so, so, so it's good, amen, to, to be here and, and, and just to tell people about the love of Jesus Christ. A look at Jesus' life reveals that everything he did had something to do, again, with pleasing God and evangelism. For Peter and Paul and all the other disciples, evangelism was a way of life. It's a way of life. That should be our way of life. It wasn't something they did for a couple hours some, some Sunday afternoon. And why it is not a way of life for us as it should be? I'm telling you, it should be a way of life. It should, we, we should want, amen, to go out and evangelize and, 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 and tell the folk about the good news of Jesus Christ. We don't have to trick them. We don't have to, we don't have to tell, uh, tell them a lie. All we got to do is to come and meet Jesus. Tell them your story, how you got saved. You know what I mean? Tell them how you got saved. And, 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 uh, and I'll tell you what, it's, it's going to be great if we do that. Is there any questions so far? Any questions so far? Amen. Any questions? Any additions? Amen. Amen. Now, what, what is about? It's not, it's not on your uh, paper, but what it is about, okay? First, and this is when we get to it. I don't have a whole lot of time to get it, but we're going to hurry up and get this. First, the believer needs to learn to love God. Ooh, come on. We need to learn to love God. Building a love relationship with God is similar to building a love relationship with anyone else. When introduced to a person, when introduced to a person, you get to know that person. Am I right? You get to know that person, amen, or her by spending time and talking and sharing. You find out his or her likes and dislikes. As love grows, it includes doing things for the other person to please that person. What am I saying? What am I saying? This is also true with our relationship with God. After the introduction comes time to learn to love him by spending time with him. You can't love somebody if you don't spend time with them. Amen. Come on. You spend time with them. Come on. The prayer and Bible study accomplishes. How many know all of us should go in the prayer meeting and Bible study? And I tell my church all the time, you need to learn God. You need to go. We need Bible study. And I was going to, you know, we had Bible study on Wednesday night. And I said, I'm going to switch this thing. I'm going to have Bible study on Sunday. And I'm going to preach on Wednesday. Come on. Because, because your church is full when it's preaching, but nobody wants to come to Bible study. Come on. And no one wants to learn nothing. They think they know everything. Come on. Yeah, the folk in the church, they think they, think they know more than the pastor. Come on now. I got some of them at my church. They think they know more than me. But guess what? I study the word of God, and I'm going to give you the truth. Amen? So, so we need, that's how we learn God. Watch. We got to learn God. Because if I love God, 
I'm going to do what he commands. Come on now. If I love my wife, listen to me, man. I'm, I'm giving you marriage counseling. If I love my wife, I'm going to do what she tell me to do. Come on now. Come on. If it's a... <laughs> If it's reasonable, amen. Come on now. So I'm going to do, but, but I love her, so I'm going to do, do everything to please her. Marriage counselor, come on. I'm going to do everything to please my wife. So I'm talking about the man. And women, I'm going to do everything to please my husband. Why? Because we are in relationship. And because we're in relationship, I'm going to do everything to please. Come on now. So, so, so now God, if I love God, I'm going to build my lifestyle in the way that God wants me to go. I'm going to have an evangelistic lifestyle because I love God. It's not about the people, and we're going to get in that uh, real quick in a little bit, but it's about that I love God. And because I love God, I'm going to be about his business, and I'm going to go out and witness to somebody that I can please him. I'm not worried about pleasing people. I'm worried about pleasing God. And if it's pleasing God living this lifestyle, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to have an evangelistic lifestyle so I can please God. All right, all right. Obeying his commandments. Second, second, real quick. Second, second. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> the believer needs to learn to love people. That, that, I, I say that. I say that. Need to, need to learn how to love people. I'm going to mess with you on this a little bit. We need to love people. We can love God, but sometimes people get underneath our skin. Come on now. Come on. You know about that. <laughs> We go to council meeting. We know about that. Amen. Come on. We got <laughs> Yeah. But we, but we still need to love them. We don't like what they do, but we still got to love them. Amen. Come on. We still got to love them. Amen. Some people are less lovable than others. How do we learn to love the ugly people we work with, the unlikable people, people who are annoying and take our time? Come on now. And take all of our time. They're annoying. Amen. Come on now. We need to realize their condition and their need. Come on now. There's other people, amen, they got needs, they got conditions, and they need you to spend a little bit of time with them. I'm not going to cast them out, but I'm going to spend some time with them and witness to them. Come on. Amen. They are hopelessly lost, spiritually dead, separated from the source of life. How shall they call upon him of whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Faith what? Comes by hearing what? The word. I got some Bible scholars in here. Amen. By the word of God. Amen. Another scripture says, and there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under the heaven given among men which we must be saved. Amen. We are given no assurance to believe that a person who dies without hearing of Christ has any hope of salvation. They have no hope. If they don't know Christ, I don't want to see nobody go to hell. I don't want to see no one go to hell. Jesus said, I came to give you life, and I came to give you life more abundantly. So I, I want people to live an abundant, abundant life. Amen. Come on. So it takes us, amen, to go out and be true witnesses to tell them about the love of Christ. Amen. That's a hard thought. But God said to Ezekiel, I have made you a watchman. For the house of Israel, give them warning from me. I've made everyone a watchman. You are a watchman that you're supposed to give them the warning that you must be born again. 
Okay? Come on. So that's our warning. We speak to those who are perishing. As Christians get hold of this fact, it will help us understand what it means to love other people. Come on now. We also need to, to be where people are. Christians are easily disengage themselves uh, uh, from much of non-Christian society. No, we, we should be everywhere. Just like someone said, you know, we need more Christians than politics. Come on. Yeah, we need more Christians. Yeah, I'm talking about saved folk in politics to make godly decisions. Amen. Come on now. Some of these politicians now, man, we need to get rid of a whole lot of them. Come on, because they're not making godly decisions, okay? So we, we, we need to be everywhere. We need to step in society and tell them about the love of Christ. Amen. Yes, in the Senate, in the House, we need to tell them about the love of Christ. We need to go down to the White House and tell them about the love of Christ. Come on. We need to tell them everywhere. It should be our lifestyle. But, but when I look at that, when I look at that, we are more apt to witness. I wish I had more time on this. I might get it on the second session. But uh, we, need, we need to witness the folk that don't look like us. Come on, don't look like us. We're more willing to witness the folk that look like us. But we need to witness the folk that don't look like us. We're comfortable with people in our own, sometimes in our own neighborhood, in our own church. But we need to learn how to witness the folk that don't look like us. You know, and I, I went to evangelistic class, and he told me, oh, yeah, you, you want to go to the projects. You want to go here. You want to go around your own people. He said, you go witness everybody. Let me tell you something. We, we, I, 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 I taught a class. We went out. Watch this. We went out one time. One time we invited folks to our friend's day. People got in the van. We went out and knocked on everybody's door, invited them. One time we went out. Can I tell you one time? Look at your neighbor and say one time. One time on that Sunday, 31 folk got saved or joined the church. We went out one time. Come on now. Went out one time. And see, that, and, and, and at that time, my church was predominantly a black church. Well, now my church is mixed. Come on, give God praise. Amen. My church is mixed. I got two-thirds white folk, three-fifths black folk, and sometimes I got more white folk in my church than I got black folk. You know why? We went out and witnessed to everybody. It wasn't the color of your skin. It wasn't what side of the tracks you lived on. We went and witnessed to everybody. That was the problem. The problem, that's what was the problem with Jonah. Jonah got mad. He was a prophet of God, Jonah. God commissioned him to go to Nineveh. Go to Nineveh and witness and tell them to repent. Because in 40 days, I'm going to destroy Nineveh. But guess what? I ain't going. I'm going to get on the boat and go to Joppa because I don't like them people. Come on now. I don't like them people. And guess what? When he, got, when he went to Joppa, they, they had to throw him over the side because the storm come, and he got into a big fish. Amen. And God spoke to him. But when he got out of that fish, he, come on, he heard God. When he got out of the fish, come on, he went into Nineveh, amen, and said, repent. Come on, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. That's all he said, repent. And he walked around the streets of Nineveh telling them you need to repent. And the king heard what he said, and they believed him. Come on now. They believed him. He didn't like them, but they got saved. He didn't like them. And guess what? When he got saved, he got mad. When sitting underneath a juniper tree crying, amen, kill me, God, because them, them people on the other side of the tracks got saved. 
He should have been rejoicing, but he did not like them. Look here. We got a whole lot of folk in church that don't like the other side of the tracks. Come on now, when you have a lifestyle, you don't see color. You don't see where they live. When you have a lifestyle, you witness to everyone that God leads you to. You don't worry about who they are, where they come from. All you care about, are you born again? Are you delivered by the mighty hand of God? That's what we should be concerned about. Instead, we want to witness this to the people that look like us. Amen. And there's folk dying, going to hell every day. Every time I go to a funeral home, amen, I want to know, were they saved or not? Did someone witness to them? That's my big thing. Did someone witness to them? Are they saved? And that hurts my heart because they might have died, amen. And there's only one or another places you're going to go to. You're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. There's no purgatory. And if you think I can pray you out, I'll take your money, but it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Amen. Come on now. I can't pray you out of there. Amen. A lot of folks that paid some priests a whole lot of money, but they didn't make it. Instead of telling them you must be born again. That's our job. That's, all. that's why you have a lot of Catholics that's turning over, becoming Christian, because now when they go into a Bible-believing church, they hear the news, the good news of Jesus Christ, and they turn over. Thank God. Amen. Thank God that they hear the truth, amen? Now we said we got to go for a message, amen? I'm almost there. We, we got to have a message. If you don't have a message, you can't go out and evangelize. But you got to have a message. We need, it's, it, it, it's great to know God and be where people are. But, some, some, but something else is needed to evangelize, a message. What are we supposed to tell people anyway? If a Christian spends all the time knowing God, we may know God's truth but miss the target when attempting to apply it. Because, see, if we don't know nothing, we can't tell nobody nothing. I'm going to say it again. If we don't know nothing, we can't tell nobody nothing. We don't want to come to Bible study and learn nothing. We want to come and hear the word of God, but we still don't know nothing because we don't come to Bible study. We need to come and learn the message of God. Amen. Amen. Let the people know that you need Jesus Christ in your life. The facts about the person of Christ, he has life, his death, his resurrections need to be told. People must know that they need to respond to these facts by turning and forsaking their sin and by placing confidence in the Lord. And, and as we grow in loving God and loving people and knowing the message, there, there is one more thing. The Christian has to expect to be used by God in evangelism. You have to expect to be used by God. God, use me. Use me. I want more of you. Use me the way you want to use me. Plan for evangelism to happen in your life. How do you plan? Pray. And in your prayers, ask God for opportunities. That's what I do. God, open up a door that I can witness it to somebody. Open up the door, amen, that, that I can present Christ to them. Come on. That I can lead them out of darkness into the marvelous light. Give me the opportunity, amen. Come on now. Come on to do what you would have me to do. God will open doors. And God will give you conversations if you know how to pray and present the message that you need to present. Love God. Love people. Give the right message, and I guarantee you, you're going to see an example in your county, 
in your town, in your church, but also for the kingdom of God. Amen. Come on, give God praise. Amen.